three, two, one. Welcome everybody to LifePoint Table Talk. Today we're going to be doing the Bible reading reflection. My name is Jason, and I'm here with Brother Pastor Tyler. Hello, hello, hello. And this week we are on week five of our reading. We've got Exodus 19 through 36 and Matthew 20 through 23. So uh, three chapters new and like a ton in the old. Yes. Which is, seems to be how it's working out here. Uh, so we have a ton of ground to cover um, for the Old Testament. Let's uh, let's start there and see how far we can get. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So Exodus 19, uh, we're starting off here. We're at camp at Sinai, right? Yeah. Uh, God calls Moses up. Um, he shows up in a cloud to talk to Moses in front of the people. Uh, no one can touch the mountain. Are they going to be killed? <laughs> holy, holy, holy. Um, uh, I, I really like the part where it talks about how the Lord descends from the mountain with thunder, lightning, fire, covered in thick cloud, loud trumpets, and the whole mountain shook violently. Yeah, I know. Um, I, don't, I, I like the, the sci-fi view of, uh, of scriptures and... That's one of the best ones right there. Absolutely. Um, I, I got to thinking about it, too, um, because, I mean, we know God is revealed on the cross through Jesus, and rightfully so. That's like we're told we want to see what God really looks like. We look at Jesus, and he's revealed completely on the cross with that just self-sacrificial death and gift of grace. But... I think sometimes we also forget that he's also the God of Mount Sinai. Yeah, right. Like the, just such power you can't even really comprehend. Yeah, and I, at one point I think it even says, uh, so the people would have the fear of God in them. Yeah. Like literally like, trying to scare them. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is kind of a big deal. Yeah. You need to realize that I am holy. Yeah. And... Uh, so everyone's scared. Uh, Moses Moses uh, talks to God. God answers him. Um, then he calls Moses up. He brings Aaron with him. Um, let's see here. And then next we get into 20, we get into the Ten Commandments. Right? Yeah, and one thing real quick on 19 that I think is really huge too is we see the original call of Israel that gets directly translated for us as Christians in the New Testament, where he says, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Mm. Like that was the original idea, like yeah. from the start, like that was the perfect ideal will. Yeah. And you see that exact same thing in first Peter, where he talks about us, that we are the exact same thing. Yeah. That we are now God's chosen people. We are this uh, kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That really jumped out at me. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That, that I love that continuity Yeah. from yeah. old to new. Yeah, and there's some things there he 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 seems to have to keep repeating yeah. over and over again, especially about the other gods, you know. Um, and when you get into twenty, that's the that's the first one, uh, the yeah. first commandment there. 
so I'll read through these real real quick. I'll just do the ten here. So it's uh, number one, no other gods before me. Number two, make no image and worship it. Number three, don't misuse the Lord's name. Number four, remember the Sabbath. Number five, honor your father and mother. Number six, don't murder. Number seven, no adultery. Number eight, don't steal. Number nine, don't lie about people, falsely accuse them. And number ten, uh, don't covet or desire what others have. Mm. Um, so that's the big ten right that, there. Those are the big ones. Move, move that back a little bit. There we go. So those are the those are the big ones. Uh, I I feel like um, just that alone was so revolutionary to, to human beings at that point in, in time and society. It's a little easy to kind of take some of this for granted as like, duh, uh, you shouldn't steal or don't murder. But yeah. it was kind of a free-for-all, you yeah. know, at the time. Um, and I think God... I think God was, you know, like like uh, Boyd, Greg Boyd talks about. He was meeting them where they were at, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that that antiquity, that culture, that I mean, it was thousands of years ago. Yeah, and and I think that's also why Jesus later, uh, the the revelation is even more intense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is kind of the starter, a starting place. You know. Um, and again, right off the bat, no other gods before me, no images to worship. Um, again, the people are scared. They tell Moses to go up to talk to God. Um, and again, there's a specific directive, no golden idols. Uh, yeah, he hits it again. Yeah, over and over. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. <laughs> He must have seen something coming. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as we get into 21, mm-hmm. um, it starts getting more and more specific, I, I feel like, to it does. A, a building a, a civilization. I think that's exactly what it is. The covenant yeah. code begins, and it's this is how they're going to live in community with each other, come expanding out of those big ten. Yeah, yeah. Like those I've, are kind of generals generalities and then it gets it gets pretty specific on some of these yeah, things donkeys and oxes and and some of them i gotta say they're they're pretty strange uh there's some yes uh, so it starts off talking about servitude um which is interesting because you're supposed to free them after six years there's kind of rules like this talks again about murder kidnapping uh, attack your parents uh you get killed you kidnap, you get killed. You murder, you get killed. There's a lot of eye for an eye, wound for a wound. Uh, burn for burn. Burn for burn, yep. yeah. Um, if you hit someone with a stone, it's okay if they can walk away. Um, Seems fair. Yeah, stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, it's very specific. You can beat your slave if they recover in a couple of days. Um <laughs> It's <laughs> stuff like that is um, again. I gotta I, personally. I think he's just meeting them where they're at with some of this stuff. Uh, that was just 
entrenched in the in the way they saw the world and the, the way the world worked at that time. Yeah. Um, and as we go over into twenty two, we're we we're still in this area. I feel like of uh, kind of setting up the way uh, the society he wants them to live. Uh, gets into property matters uh, about stealing. Uh, talks about sorcerers or sorceresses. Mm-hmm. Also, death. That's intolerable. Yes. Yeah. Sex with animals. Death. Uh, and this was a big one. Don't mistreat foreigners. I thought that was really cool uh, because he brings it back around. To yeah, them. it likens to that they were foreigners. You themselves. were foreigners. Yeah. And uh, Moses kind of talks about that several different times when his father-in-law shows up again. Yeah. He keeps saying, I'm a foreigner in a foreign land. Yeah, stranger in a strange land. Yeah. All that talk. Um, really interesting. Yeah, and I think it's always a pointer to remember what they were rescued from. Yeah. Like, that's something that really is an identifier. Like, this is what God did for us. Don't forget. There's a lot of don't forgets. Yeah. And they're also not there yet. Yeah. They're, they're still, for, they're in a foreign land. It's not their land yet. They're not where they are trying to go. Yeah. Well, I, when I was starting to look at this from Exodus 19, I was realizing that this was a lot of stuff that is going to continue not only through Exodus, but all the way through Numbers. Yeah. Basically on. Like, yeah. This is, this is going to be a while. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah. It's the, it's the ground, ground floor. And and I think I think some of these things like you have to you would have had to been there to understand some of it you know ground yeah. floor no because uh, sometimes I think we're so used to the way our society works yeah. right now um, and it's 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 more fragile than we probably realize you yeah know? well you mentioned some of the biggies like death. Mm-hmm. Equals death, equals death. But I think that they were just starting out to there were some deal breakers. Yeah. Like if you don't nip this stuff in the bud yeah. right now, you're going to from then on, it's going to be a problem. And I see that in, I think it's Acts 6 or 5, Acts 5 with Ananias and Sapphira. Uh-huh. Crazy story there where it just seems so intense, intense, like kind of extra. Like, yeah. really? They're, that's, that's death? But that was the church just starting, just like they're just starting. Yeah. It's like God's got to shut certain stuff down yeah. before it can even get started. Yeah, there was less room for error because it is foundational. Yeah, it's probably. foundational, and that that goes instantly than the whole and thing the goes. and the and the overarching plan, which is leading to Jesus. There was probably extra uh, scrutiny on everything, yeah. and. The fact that they saw manifestation of God like no one else had seen in a long time, at least. Right. Uh, that probably came with a certain level of responsibility as well, whether they liked it or not. Um, let's see. So then we get into... Uh, 22 is mostly more of these um, uh, yeah, the kind of laws and mm-hmm. different things like that. Uh, 23, uh, it's the same, but the, it's interesting. Um, it's this, this 
still kind of building civilization. Uh, don't follow crowds and the lies, giving false reports, starting violence. Um, I feel like some of these are there because that stuff is like human nature. <laughs> like a lot of these things are like there because they've been happening for a long time. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he can tell this, you're probably going to want to do this. You're probably going to want to tell lies, start a big violent, crazy thing. Like that's what people do. Um, again, don't oppress foreigners. They talk about that again. Mm. Uh, start to get into Sabbath laws a little bit. Um, which is really fascinating. Um, it's so intense at this time, and I feel like, at least in Protestant churches, we've gone so intense the other way. <laughs> it's like with Sabbath, yeah, yeah. Sabbath, mm -hmm, for yeah, sure. yeah. It went from uh, you might die if you don't do this to like, you know, what is that? Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think some of that stems from a misunderstanding of some of the things Jesus said about the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Almost like he was anti-Sabbath or something, which was the opposite. Yeah, He was pro-Sabbath, just done the right way. Yep. And actually I have a quote here from a Douglas Stewart's commentary on Exodus. <clears throat> he said concerning Sabbath that to love God is to not have some lazy day one day a week. Rather, it is to focus on doing his will, specially on one day a week, to worship, learn, study, care, strengthen the spirit. Yeah. That's what Jesus was all about, like doing those things that were, yeah. you know, heaven on earth. That's what Sabbath was all about. Right. And so it was really important. And yeah, I think we've lost that a little bit. I mean, just that, you know, I've got four kids and we're hyper busy and it's like, man, we need a Sabbath. <laughs> it just doesn't stop. That might have been a good idea. You know, and um, I can't imagine the whole, uh, I mean, you see this. In Israel, still, the whole place shutting down. You really yeah, can't I, do I'd anything. I'd love to see that in person. Yeah, I mean, if if that were happening across our whole country, you know what I mean? What that would mm. be like for even mental health of people, yeah. or you know, like just <laughs> take a day off, you know, stop. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool too. We get into uh, festivals. Mm -hmm. He starts, you know. Uh, creating events on the calendar the festival there's there's three big ones festival of unleavened bread that's celebrating coming out of egypt festival of harvest uh with first fruits from the harvest festival of in gathering end of the year when all crops are gathered yeah um, once again it's like don't forget these are things to help you don't forget yeah but it's celebration too yeah which is cool um, like the, a party people. Yeah. <laughs> you got three parties. I'm going to give you three of those pizza parties. Um, and I, I love this too. This is one of the several times that he goes out of his way to tell them not to boil a young goat in the milk of its mother. Yeah. Yeah. No cheeseburgers. <laughs> no cheeseburgers. But I, get, I looked into it, and that has a real connotation of occultic stuff mm. and that ancient Near Eastern cultures. Yeah. Like that was had a lot to do with magic okay. and the calling on of other gods for whatever reason. Yeah, the yeah. whole mother's milk and the goat was like a very common thing. So Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff probably there. Yeah, that like don't do what they do. Well, yeah, I mean, just with j the surface reading, 
seems totally crazy. Yeah. But if you can dig a little bit, there, yeah. there, it wasn't just arbitrary rules and laws. You know, it was like I said, it was coming from somewhere, sure. some experience or something going on. All right, we got to get moving here. We got to yeah. get on the ground. Uh, man, there's so much though. 24. God, God uh, sends his angel ahead of them. They're supposed to listen to him. I, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, what's that about? Uh, he's going to wipe out six groups of people, demolish them. Uh, break their sacred stones. Uh, these people groups seem to always be connected to some sacred worship of an idol. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yep. They can't have that in the Israelite camp. Can't be infiltrated by that idolatry. Right. And I love that it says that he will send hornets ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Drive uh, them out with bees. Bees. <laughs> bees. Okay. Let's get moving. Uh, yeah. 24, God calls Moses up and Aaron in the his sons and 70 elders this this is also one of my favorite oh, it's so passages good. uh it's like close encounters third kind kind yes. of thing uh moses is writing down everything god is saying they build 12 altars they're starting the 12 tribes um he reads them the book of the covenant and sprinkles blood on them mm-hmm. um amazing uh wild stuff going on there it is um then god call i i wish i could see exactly what was going on there there must have been different places in the mountain then god calls them up even further um and everyone else just moses i think goes or maybe no it's the 70 but it It went up with aaron nadab abihu and 70 of the elders that's when they talk about when they saw the under his feet yeah yeah. yeah, pavement like sapphires, clear and blue as sky. Um, I don't know. My mind goes in all kinds of places oh, for that. Me too. Stuff. Uh, what they were seeing there, it's just wild. Yeah, are they seeing into heaven? Are they seeing some special and, revelation? And, and then they... they have some kind of lunch, dinner. Yeah, I love it's it. Happening. <laughs> Meal. Uh, then we make the tablets. God makes the tablets. Uh, manifests in a cloud consuming fire on the mountain and Moses goes into it and stays for 40 days that's the part I think I'm thinking about he goes further not all yeah. 70 of them go no one ever ever gets to the top other than Moses yeah ever and later on Joshua will go with him like halfway yeah it's really strange. that's what I mean there must have been yeah there's tears like tears of intensity yeah. as mm-hmm. the further you went went up um, let's see, 25. And that's a big deal, too, this 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. Because when we get to what happens in a few chapters, it helps it make a tiny bit more sense mm. mm-hmm. with the golden calf. Yeah. Uh, 25, we get into free will offerings, which yeah. is cool because the people actually get it right. They all come together. And this is... They're giving to make the sanctuary and the ark and the, yeah, the and tables this, and, and all. And I think, I've never seen this before. This is like huge for just giving in general. Yeah. Like this is an act of worship. Mm-hmm. Like they're, this is an act of worship and giving because they're in the middle of the wilderness. Right. So where are they getting all this gold and silver and bronze? What's from their Egyptian plunder? Yeah, they took it. It's theirs. Mm-hmm. So they're having to give of their own mm-hmm. things towards this this yeah. sacrifice, this gift, it's really cool. Yeah, and it's they give so much, he has to tell them to stop <laughs> at some point. That's how much they're giving. Um, 
so 25, uh, 26, we start getting into making the, in the tabernacle. These are all instructions um, because it, gets, it goes through all of this again later when they actually do it. Uh, so God is giving them instructions on, and then in 27, how to make the altar, how to make the courtyard, how to make the oil for the lamps. It's, it's all pretty specific stuff there. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Um, yeah, the Ark of the Covenant was back there too. Yep. And then they get into, in 28, the priestly garments, uh, which is cool too. The ephod, which is like this fancy apron vest yeah and a breast piece with stones on it 12 and stones for the tribes and, and he had to have bells on it yeah that's he dies <laughs> people will know that you're in there you're yeah. still tinkling it's crazy yeah <laughs> crazy uh that's awesome 29 then they could start to get into the specifics of what they have to go through for the priests the consecration of the priests mm -hmm. there's this whole cleaning process and they get dressed a certain way anointed uh, specifics about how to make sacrifices they sacrifice bulls and rams and then like breads and cakes uh, let's see then we get into 30 uh, they're talking about altar for incense mm -hmm. they have incense going the whole time um, yeah, which was also very specific and important and yeah and they weren't allowed to use it elsewhere yeah and there's a story later on I think it might be in Judges where there's like an explosion right with the wrong incense <laughs> explosive they die <laughs> yeah it's all very important it's very holy yeah uh, and 30 it's another uh, foreshadowing of, of Christ probably they, they give the ransom money mm. for each person when they're counted so no plague comes on them um, so they count everybody and when they're counted they give a shekel or half shekel I think it was um, yeah everybody everybody no matter does. what rich yep. or poor everybody yep. gives the same and they get into more specifics on the making oil there uh, washing basins it was a whole elaborate process, which which I think is actually really cool. Yeah. Um, I missed some of that. Um, uh, it was, I, I think we talk about holy, but it was like special. You know what I mean? This yeah. was a separate, this wasn't <clears throat> just normal everyday. Yeah. Um, and you see that with the garments for the priests, like they were, it was an honor. It was yeah. dignified. It was special. It yeah. Was, it was important. And it had to have been kind of like a something to behold, to watch yeah. it happen. Like right. if you were Israel, like it was like a, yeah, there an was event. A, it's a richness to it, you know. Um, 31, we get into craftsmen. Which I love because I love the whole artist thing. Yeah. and um, Verse 3, it just really, really jumps out. It says, it's talking about a guy named Bezalel. Mm -hmm. It says, God saying, I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Yeah. To do that, to do what he's called to do it's as an amazing. artist. Yeah. Like he's filled with the Spirit to do art and yeah. construction and crafts. And awesome. They're especially a couple, of, it's him and another guy. Um, 
I forget his name. Yeah. Asimak? I can't even say it. Yeah. Oholiab? But he makes the tents and the ark and the seat and the furnishings. But those guys had were given a special anointing, and then they taught the other people how to do things yeah, as well. Yeah, this comes up later. Cool. Uh, so that was all instructions said to Moses on Sinai. For 40 days and yeah. 40 nights. At first I thought it was happening, but then I realized it wasn't happening. Those were just the instructions. No, I, I love it. And Hebrews says that this tabernacle is a shadow of what's to come with Christ. And I think that, like, what Moses was seeing, kind of seeing into heaven, like what's going on now. Yeah. The same thing we get in Revelation, like a little glimpse into what it looks like there. And and these are the best, maybe the best categories he has for mm-hmm. for replicating and making a pattern of these things that he's mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. yeah. All of the tabernacle, because this is where God... It's where God dwells. It's where he lives, and where he's going to live with them is in this tabernacle. Yeah. Um, so 32, we get into uh, Moses is, uh, hasn't come back yet. Um, <laughs> and the people do what? They decide to make a golden calf. Exactly what God, we were saying, keeps telling them not to do. Uh, they immediately do it. Aaron does it, which is even crazier. Um, and I can't help think, you know, how how intense this is that they were seeing a manifestation of God that um, people have argued over over God and who God is, and they're seeing it right there, and then. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah. <laughs> Two seconds later, they're still doing what they want to do, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like why Jesus talks about a sign, you know. Sometimes not being what you think it is. Yeah. Like you're still gonna do it. Yeah. What's in there, you know? It's almost a deterrent sometimes because now you're expecting that, and when you don't get it. Yeah. And so they they are worshiping the idol. They're eating and drinking, revelry, whatever. Who knows what was going on there? Yeah, and I love too the two different accounts for Aaron on mm-hmm. how this calf came about. Yeah, the first one, which is true, was that he asked for them to bring their gold, and that he crafted this thing out of the fire. Yeah, and then later on, when Moses shows up, he's like, "I, I just threw some stuff in the fire. That thing came out. I don't know. <laughs> the best. The best. I don't know what happened, man. Yeah, it just came out of there." Uh, so Moses comes down and sees him going crazy. He gets mad and breaks the tablets. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It is. Well, <laughs> and it's usually symbolic. The covenant's already been broken. Yeah. And then, this is wild too, he breaks the idol, he burns it, he grinds it into powder, puts it in water, <laughs> and makes them drink it. Drink it. <laughs> that is crazy. Um... So then this keeps going. The people are, are just off the chain. They're going crazy. So Moses stands at the gate, says, whoever's with me, come over here. Yeah. And if you're not, the Levites come. They call them out specifically. And then they go through the camp, and they kill the people who didn't. Yeah. And also before that, though, Moses also stands and intercedes for them. Mm. Like God's like, all right, that's it. I'm going to destroy these people. And it's all, I, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like it's a wink. Like 
he's asking Moses to recall his covenant promises. Well, that's the part because Moses he says, "Wait a second here, you promised this to your yeah, this to a, Abraham. that's one of the best where God calls it his people." talking to Abraham. Oh, yeah. It's like with your, your, it's like with your wife. It's your kid just did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What your kid just did. Yeah, yeah that's, it, it, that is amazing. Oh, it's huge. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants to whom you swore by yourself and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven. Yeah. So he's reminding him, hey, wait a minute. If you wipe these people out, how are you going to accomplish these covenant promises and your faithfulness? Yeah. And so he does. Yeah. And, it's awesome. Um, God relents. Yeah, that's wild. He changes his his plan. Yeah, but then, like you just said, but then, you know, you turn the corner a few paragraphs later, and there's still the, yeah. the kibosh has fallen. Yeah, like three thousand people are dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, Judgment. So Moses goes to God to atone. Um, and it's um, what Moses does here is amazing because we're talking about how intense the situation is with the fire and lightning, all that. And he says to God, if he's not going to forgive him, to just blot him out as well. Yeah. I mean, extraordinary. Yeah, uh, he's like, he will guy. take it for the people. Yeah. It will be their sacrifice. Blot me out from your book. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. We're almost there. Let's, we got to get through here. Um, sure, yeah, we're almost. Uh, so the people are mourning. Um So that, it, it gets to the point, it talks about how Moses has this tent uh, is this a tent of meeting? Yeah, the tent of meeting. So this is a, a temporary replacement for the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Like they lost their tabernacle benefits. In in between time. In between time. Now they have to meet outside the camp in the tent. So it's yeah. it's a whole different deal. And now this is also, I believe, where Moses goes to meet with God, and he comes back, and he's just like glowing. Yeah. It's well, the glory, right? The uh, I don't know if we're there. Yeah, it's coming up. It it's comes part up. of the tent of meeting. Yeah, well, he takes him up on a on the mountain to see him. Um, it's, it's when he goes into the tent, and it's just crazy too. That a pillar of cloud would come down and meet him in the tent while yeah. they talked, and then it would go go up, yeah, go away when he came out. Incredible. And uh, again, the way Moses talks uh, with God is amazing. It says he he spoke to the Lord spoke to Moses face to face like as a friend. Mm. Um, so obviously God was showing up in different manifestations. I don't think he was in there talking to fire and lightning and uh, you know he he showed up in some other form that they could sit down and talk like friends. Um, right. And then Moses asked to see him again. What is this like? shape-shifting thing going on yeah and god says okay he's got a, he's got a place he's gonna put him he puts him in a rock uh like in, on the hill he says you just can't see my face because you'll die uh i don't know what's up with that um yeah it's just too much and then so he gets to see his back mm-hmm. while he walks by I, again, I don't. That's crazy. I don't even know what's going on there. Yeah. Um. I think that is when his face starts to glow. No. Then. Uh, that's when. Um. That's when the covenants 
kind of renewed there. Yeah, and that's where that's because God says He's not going to go with them, and Moses keeps again arguing with God, convincing him to go. And eventually, God says, "Okay, I'll do it for you," because basically, I like you. I'll do it. And um, so, yeah. So then he's up there another forty days, and they Moses writes down the covenant. And that's when he comes down and his face is radiant. He's gone nuclear. Yeah. And everybody's scared of him. He didn't even realize what was happening. Yeah. He just walks in and he's like, what? <laughs> he's like neon. <laughs> uh, so then after that, he has awesome. to wear a veil. Hide the glory. It's yep. crazy. Um, because it freaks the people out. Yeah. And, uh, and who knows? It could be also that it's a reminder of what they've done. You know, it's very recently that they've kind of, kind of missed the boat with the whole yeah. golden calf thing. Yeah. And so there's that natural fear of God. So it ends uh, 35 and 36. Um, they finally start making this stuff. Yeah. Right. They're finally back, back on track, kind yeah. of. Yeah. And it and it goes through a bunch of particulars about what they had already been told to do. Yeah, which is going to end up in the next week's reading. Yeah. And, and reflection. Um, which is amazing to me, too, because I saw it in a different light, this tabernacle, because it was so mobile. Mm. Like, it's... It just seems like kind of a really cool thing, if you can wrap your mind around it. Yeah. Just this moving, dwelling place of God. Right. Like, with all those walls and curtains, they had to fold up. Like, yeah. it's mobile. Right. This mobile tent of meeting tabernacle, like seeing that coming from afar. Yeah. It just gives you a whole different kind of view of like a military procession. But instead of an army, it's just like this yeah. most high living God coming Crazy. your way in this Crazy. mobile tabernacle. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So, all right. Well, in there, we went a little long. That's all right. There was so much awesome stuff in there. Uh, so much I wish wish I could have been there to see see yeah. some of these things. But uh, uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us, checking it out. Uh, keep tuning in. We'll do a part two here for uh, the New Testament reading. And uh, have a great day, everybody. Uh, tune in again to the LifePoint Table Talk podcast. Peace. Awesome. Bye.